This is One Time on the Internet, a travel guide to internet history. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to One Time on the Internet. Pardon my voice. Don't comment on it. Uh, today, we are going to be diving into our first like real big internet topic, which I'm very excited about. We are going to be talking about the Mandela effect. Did we shift planes of existence or do we just remember things wrong? Maybe we'll come away with an answer for it. But first, let's meet everybody that's here. Hi, everyone. Uh, Serena here. Uh, I'm so excited. So, so excited to nerd out about this. You guys, I cannot. I cannot wait. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. My name is Lexi. Uh, Same. Let me nerd. Let's let's, let's get to nerding, you know? (laughs) Harry here. Harry Hoare. I am very excited to talk about this topic. Um, It comes up at least once for week, once per week for me. um, And I usually use it to blame my blame my own shortcomings on just about anything. I can't find the peanut butter. Well, I remember it being there yesterday. We must have merged dimensions. Definitely not me misplacing (laughs) it. So I'm ready to explore more about this. Uh, And I'm Sage Ryan, and I too am excited. Uh, I think that using it as an excuse to not remember things is a very good example and jumping off point. I think it's similar to are the planets in retrograde? (laughs) I can't be held responsible for my actions. You're probably wrong. You were probably just in different dimensions at the time. (laughs) So uh, to kick off, let's learn a little bit about the Mandela effect, yeah? Let's um, one time one time on the internet, an effect known as the Mandela effect uh, emerged across message boards. Now, the Mandela effect, you all have likely heard of it, um, but it's what happens when someone has a relatively distinct, clear memory of something that didn't actually happen in this reality. Specifically having to do with like minute details, not entire things, but like minute details. Uh, and this change shift in the minute details is usually leading to something having to do with parallel universes. Uh, who knows? <laughs> parallel universes, me being forgetful. It's pretty much all the same thing. Um, <laughs> now, many of us, which is the broader implication of being entire strangers, me, you, Mary Jane, that person down the street, you know, we've all have very specific recollections, specific uh, events that we remember or misremember together. That's what makes this uh, especially creepy is that you have this form of collective misremembering of common events, right? And it's it's put together or was first suggestion to, just suggested in 2009 uh, by an individual named Fiona Broom um, when she, along with a lot of other people, myself included, basically falsely remembered Nelson Mandela dying. Um, Nelson Mandela, South African anti-apartheid revolutionary, political leader, philanthropist, president of South Africa, you know, your average resume. Um, <laughs> he did not pass away in prison in the 1980s. Um, Wait, Harry, you're on the side that does remember him, like dying. Yeah, I was like, R.I.P. Oh. Nelson. Don't know who you are. Um, but Nelson. Big Just rip. not Nelson. Mandela? <laughs> not Mandela? <Yeah. laughs> no, on a first name basis. Yeah. Now it's a tater tot. I, and no one has last names. <laughs> so right. I'm just yeah. saying. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Basically, a bunch of people believe that he died in prison in like the 1980s, but truly he was freed in the night or freed in 1990 and then passed away in 2013. And a bunch of people were like, no, we watched his funeral on TV. Like, this is an actual thing we remember happening. 
Yeah, it's like it's like it's one thing if me and Lexi just misremember it from yeah. like a conversation, but huge swaths of people who have had no connection whatsoever are all collectively misremembering it. And this is where some paranormal people really like get to going on this saying, oh, mm-hmm. it's about alternate dimensions. Um, the more the more standard explanation is that it is collective mismemory. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a number of really interesting, plausible explanations for it. But there are some really fun examples, too. Um, but the idea of false mis- or like collective misremembering, there's like a little bit more nuance to it. Right, Lexi? Yeah, I I think that the biggest part that like most people think, most people think it's like, oh, you just like remembered it wrong. You just, someone lied to you or like the news lied, whatever, bullshit like that. I think that the biggest thing that the creator even wanted to say was like, it's not about like someone talking up instances of something happening. It's not the news actually you know, saying it's a white castle when it's a blue castle or like something like that. Like it's, it's not stuff like that. It's literal collective, uh, uh, alternates, I guess, to true facts. Um, and yeah, I think that this is definitely where it gets super specific where you can kind of go down a rabbit hole. Um, but I think that the main effects are the main, examples of the Mandela effect are actually really fun to go over. Uh, any, if you get to personal stories, it gets like a little wonky, but (laughs) cause it's very easy to be like squid or being like, well, there's nothing exciting about this whatsoever, but there is, even if there's like a rational explanation for it, it still bugs me out that the Berenstein bears is actually the Berenstain bears. That's wrong. I don't care who (laughs) tells me it is. That's not correct. Those bears do not get to change names like that. There's so many wild experiments. That's like, that's like the primo example. Do you all, what do you all remember? Do you all remember Berenstein, Berenstain? Okay, I'm in the camp of somebody who, like, I think maybe I had one of those books as a kid, but I have no strong opinion on it. And that's the thing that I find for myself with a lot of Mandela effects is it'll be something where it's like, hey, here's this book from the 80s. Do you think you were right about it when you were a baby? And I'm like, mm. <laughs> not necessarily. I was three. I was still chewing on the lead paint in my house. I'm not right. Right. Like I wasn't even alive in the 80s. I don't know. I don't know. I was a dumb baby. <laughs> So I don't have a specific recollection of it. If you had asked me to guess, I would have probably said Berenstein as well. But now because of the first time receiving the information or really thinking about it, we have like the effect after the effect Mm -hmm. of you'd probably never really thought about it until you heard about someone comparing the two. So it's very skewed in the way that I can move forward on that information. It's, It's almost like being touched by the effect kind of like taints the pool. Like there's no way to like get back to not having that thought in your brain now. (laughs) Serena, what about you? Did you, do you have strong opinions about the Berenstein Berenstain? Uh, So I think growing up, I did have one of the books and I could have sworn that it was Steen and not Stain as well. Um, And I remember like learning about the Mandela effect and that one being like the one that like tripped me out. Like, truly like messed with like my worldview a little bit i was like yeah. wait what <laughs> um but the one that keeps me up at night is stouffer's stove top stuffing oh my gosh stouffer's yeah. what's this one wait, okay what? okay you, you guys i oh boy okay so um there was these commercials that happened in like the uh 90s i believe that were 
uh, Stouffer stovetop stuffing. They were just it was a stuffing box. It's it's red, and it um I I remember these commercials, but come to find out that it's actually not Stouffer stovetop stuffing. It's craft, like it's not Stouffer's. It's craft. Stove so wait, the word, it's So the word Stouffer's is nowhere? It doesn't it, exist? Well, there, it's, I think it's a brand, but I, they didn't do the stuffing. Whoa. Okay, because I also, when you were saying it, I was like, oh no, I know the stuffing. I was like, picturing it. Yeah. It's, it's like craft. craft. It's craft. Oh my gosh. And that would I, mess me up. I, More like witchcraft, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> hey, now's a good time to mention we are touching on an area that is technically in the realm of conspiracy theories here. Mm-hmm. We're going to be mostly staying on like the light and fun side of it, but all conspiracy theories are only a hair removed before becoming incredibly dangerous. So we'll acknowledge some of that later as we get more in depth into this. But hey, just a reminder, don't believe everything you read on the Internet. I used, to, I used to study this stuff or not study, but like do it for my show on Twitch. And I got so fed up with everything being two steps away from blame the Jews that I just decided to stop. It's just it's yeah. it's all of it sucks. No matter how hey. fun it looks, it all sucks. As your local Jew. <laughs> Thanks, bud. <laughs> Thanks. I'm doing my part now. Let's all do ours. <laughs> and oh not engage with this kind of stuff. Um, the other Eddie. one that kind of wilds me out is Fruit of the Loom. Oh my god. I didn't realize how this has people in arms. Like I didn't realize how strong like I was going through a bunch of different threads of people who were like reporting Mandela effects. And as I said, like a lot of them are personal stories. So it's harder to like corroborate. But like the fruit of the loom thing kept popping up where people were like, I learned the word cornucopia because it was in the logo. I yeah. don't understand like what <sighs> happened here. Oh, like like the, the the mismemory is supposedly that corn the fruit of the loom logo of t-shirts shorts underwear fame has a cornucopia and behind the fruit of the loom but in reality there's never been a cornucopia which i think is a bunch of corn of you know i listen you fill in the blanks <laughs> <laughs> so close so close it's a crocucopia of crap <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> brought it back around always. Um, yeah, I also, I looked at that and I was like, oh, if they do the thing, a lot of the time it comes up on TikTok, which I also think is like kind of why we're talking about this today, mm-hmm. is it's resurfaced a lot on TikTok recently. I feel like the Mandela effect was something that was like really, really trendy on the internet, I don't know, five, six years ago, probably. Yeah, the Norwell yep. era. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then now it's coming back up because people are posting a lot of TikToks about it. But somebody does the like, I'll show you one and then I'll show you the other. Which one's correct? Yeah. And I'm like, eh, I got this. It's that one. Nope. It's nope. that one. Yeah. Nope. It's that one. Nope. The Pikachu the tail. One. That's, That's the, the big, one I always get right. That, oh, I, I can get, get I wrong. can get Pikachu. I know my Pikachu. Yes. <laughs> I know my boy. <laughs> is it brown at the base or is it black at the tip? I never know. I never it's know. Brown at the base. It is brown at the base. I was about to say Pikachu's got the the sleek yellow design on there. There's no there's no extra stuff on the tip. Um, <sighs> I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> so moving on to the next one. You almost made me spit my drink out, Harry. <laughs> I'm not trying, yeah. I promise. I'm trying to be a tame boy on this one. <laughs> it's not working. Um, you're listening to this podcast right now. You're driving along, making your way downtown, faces past something, something, you're homebound. What do you picture the Monopoly man looking like? Mm. Describe him to me. Genteel, maybe? Elderly? 
bespectacled, monocled maybe, you'd be dead wrong. I swear up and down, this little old capitalist freak had a monocle, but he doesn't. He has 20-20 vision. The landlord should have a monocle. Like, it just makes sense. He's evil. Like, I don't, that was one that, that actually was the first thing I ever, like, got pulled into the Mandela Effect when I was younger. It was the Monopoly Man. I think that the the normal Berenstein Bears, Berenstein Bears thing, um, but the Monopoly Man specifically, and I remember like racing to my living room just like, like Tom Cruise arms <laughs> looking like him when he's running too he's always like mid stride so you yeah. Mr. Monopoly man to the living room checking checking to see if this was true and that was the first time that this effect like truly hit me was like ripping open this box like obviously seeing him on the front but like ripping open this box checking the dollar bills and being like what are you talking about it, it hit me oh my god the whole point of the monocle is you're never supposed to be able to see eye to eye with the cyclopean gaze of rampant capitalism and now you're telling me this guy's got 2020 papers i don't see that incorrect Mm -mm. uh so good question this uh might be facial blindness when it comes to white mustached man um is i i got him confused with the pringles guy guy, yeah right because the Pringles yeah. guy, he same has a guy. He's the, the same, same guy. guy. They're the same guy. They're, and exactly. I think so maybe that's what's happening. Yes. So I do think that um, people have figured that basically the Pringles, well, the Pringles guy, oh, he actually doesn't really look like. I'm looking like, him up. Wait, Pringles guy also doesn't have a monocle. Hold <laughs> no. on. What the fuck? Once you pop this thing, you just can't stop this Wait, thing. And he's Pr- just however, if you circle. do look up, I, if you just search the words Pringles guy, there does come up a comparison between the Monopoly man and the Pringles guy. So you're you're spot on to compare the two. They have a very similarly shaped mustache. Uh, they both are giving um, generational wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, but... There is no monocle on either. It it's is a bow tie on both. Another Mandela effect. Yeah, I, just I think that is. It up. We yeah, <laughs> truly. Just yeah. discovered one in the moment. There's like some. What? I have some as well that specifically. I was like, I don't know. These have made me very angry. But specifically uh, in Star Wars, I think everyone remembers the line being like, "Luke, I am your father," and mm-hmm. the actual line is, "No, I am your f- no, I am your father." But whether or not this is a, yeah, whether or not this is a Mandela effect is debated because it used to be Luke, I am your father, but George Lucas changed it last minute. Like, not not last minute, but changed it. Do you know why? Why? Weed brown. I know why. Hold on. (laughs) My Star Wars knowledge finally comes into play. George Lucas, notoriously, and I say this as someone who's Star Wars is my favorite franchise of all time, notorious uh, for theft of work. Yes. Most of the basis of Star Wars was based on Japanese films that he really enjoyed, and a lot of Star Wars was actually written by his wife, Uh, and Mm -hmm. she worked on so much of it. She was integral to why the original trilogy was as good as it was and uh, them having divorced in between the original trilogy and this, uh, the prequels was a lot of the reason that there was a huge divide in it and also him choosing to, you know, actually direct his own films. But besides that, there was a point when uh, he remade it and he was like, yeah, let's cover up all these puppets and let's put in a bunch of CGI and all of that. Uh, part of the inspiration for doing that was to make it different enough that he legally did not have to pay his wife, now ex-wife, royalties on the work that she had put into that movie. So we don't like some lines were changed in the re-edit. CGI was put over things that were original creations and works Mm. of hers. Uh, And the movie in itself is just 
a hair different. It is just a like uncanny amount of difference to get around some of the legal copyright reasons. Now, I don't know if that's the case for this particular line, but there are a lot of things about Star Wars that people are like, I remember it differently. And in order to see it in the original way that it was, because it has been scrubbed out for copyright mm -hmm. reasons, you would have to be like, I have this random laser disc from 1980 that like happens to have it before everything was done to it uh, because the uh, original versions are not available. That's so. phenomenal. Wow. That's now a Nelson Mandela effect because I I distinctly remember liking George Lucas, but now I don't. <laughs> it's a new me. It's a new me. I just, you know, John Williams, George Lucas, they can just hang out together in the, the cheater's bin, um, the, the stealer's bin. Uh, yeah, uh, this is a very small, very specific niche cut, uh, but that same exact thing happened with Jason Robert Brown with The Last Five Years, the musical. Um his wife sued him originally for how close I, it was to, mm -hmm. and <laughs> he had to change it just a little bit so that he didn't get sued. Um, on to the next Mandela effect. Okay, how do you spell Febreze? How do you spell Febreze? Ooh, F-E-B-R-E-E-Z-E. -E -E. That's Febreze. how I would spell it, because Breeze. <laughs> oh, yeah. Febreze. It's Febreze. It doesn't make it. any sense. It's I love down. that I said Fabrese as if saying it phonetically. Yeah. <laughs> Fabrese. It's Fabrese. Fabrese. Truly. I that's thought it was B-R-E-E-Z-E, -E, but I think that that's also just my brain being like, it should be like, yes. it's helping the, you know, whatever. It's helping the wind. It's helping the, the wind, the air. It's, it's a the breeze. Wind. It's a breeze. Yeah, the Fabrese is here to help the wind. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you the last with all the colors of Febreze. Febreze. <laughs> Just spray it everywhere. I didn't realize that it wasn't. I, I don't know what I thought it was, but I was spraying that everywhere. Like, just be like, this room smells normal. Time to add some Febreze. <laughs> <laughs> Let's paint with scent. Yeah. <laughs> um, the last one that I have specifically um, in Snow White, everyone remembers uh, the evil queen basically saying, like, you know, mirror, mirror on the wall. She actually says magic mirror on the wall. And she refers to the mirror, like, over and over, magic mirror. Now, you know who did say mirror, mirror on the wall? Who? Lord Farquaad from Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what's in here. That's yeah. gonna stick. That's gonna stick. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think every, like, I remember when I, because I said this to Harry earlier, and he was like, no. Like, I, I very distinctly Remember this. I went back to rewatch the movie yesterday just to make sure. Oh my God. But like, yeah, like I, I don't know where I got Mirror Mirror from, but I think it probably is Shrek. Let's be real about that. Yeah, uh, that makes once. sense. Yeah. I thought I remember yeah. saying it distinctly beforehand, but I don't know. I'm, and it kind of is like me, you and me were talking, Lexi, beforehand, where it's like it almost feels like collective unconsciously. People are just really good at finding the best iteration of the lines, even if the yes. writers aren't. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh um, the song Sweet Dreams by the Arithmetics is a great example of that, actually. Um, sweet dreams are made of, and everybody assumes the last line is what? This. These? Made of these. So it's this. Oh. Lexi is correct, oh. but it's said in a way that kind of sounds like you're curving the word to say these. Sweet dreams are made of these, and that's the way that people repeat it oh, most geez. of the time, and it sounds like it. Uh, and then people also consider it to be a Mandela effect, that it isn't these but it is sweet dreams are made of this i've heard um, and they're like it was yeah that that vibe is what i i do i do think like 
with the research that I did, um, also, I'd just like to point out, for anyone who's not watching the podcast, you have missed Harry and Sage both taking a drink from their energy drinks at the same exact time oh, three times in a row. It's happened this three times like, now. We've both been labels outing it the entire time on accident. Like, Fully like, advertising. Last season, we had like this whole running gag where I'm like, this thing is brought to you by, and she, she, she'd be like, stop, shut the fuck up. We're not sponsored by anyone. I'm over here like, sponsored by Bang. And then we both been accidentally like mm. please but at the please we're not time. bang boys you can't <laughs> let them think we're bang boys don't let them know about the bang boys <laughs> i distinctly remember being parched but now i remember being quite refreshed mm. yeah. that's an effect i can remember oh my gosh okay science okay um because i went and read like academic papers about this and it's like it's very interesting because i think that we as people we trust our memories over like actual information because we think mm-hmm. our memories are linear sequential like we put it in the box it goes in the box in order and whenever i need to reach in the box for that memory it's there but really like our mental ta- like our memory is like mental tape and like yeah. it's really sticky that's like the only way that I, I think a lot of people have been like oh memory is malleable i'd like to think of it as sticky where like if someone says the monopoly man has a monocle the fact that it's so tiny like I like I've never thought about it before. And this brings it back to Sage's point. I've never thought about it before. So who am I to refute that? But it's close enough to my actual memory that might be in that like mental tape that I can just add it in and it sticks. And then it feels really wrong when I've been upended on that. But like, I don't know. I think that that's like the best way to look at it. I think overarching no one can really do any science on the mandela effect because of because it has to do with memory and we can't trust memory <laughs> like oh it's rough. I think what boggles my mind too is that like collective unconscious wise we used to be in a spot where people would mostly watch the same thing in a world mm-hmm. called cable television Mm -hmm. and we're never going to be able to recreate this exact specific circumstances where we were all playing the one of 10 board games Mm -hmm. i mean modern board games we now as we know of now are like a huge thing they didn't always used to be a huge thing it used to be you play one of 10 games and that was it and then you'd watch one of 10 shows and that was it and so like and i almost feel like you'd have to have the exact recreation of television and other media back then paired with the the limited reach we had when it came to games and other cultural phenomena and of course we're going to start getting some lines crossed and you know maybe we're seeing like we all accidentally watched the same scrooge mcduck episode with the monocle while we were playing monopoly around the same time <laughs> the, the new edition was released but i almost feel like while we're reaching for a scientific answer, there's probably an anthropological or like whatever. Mm-hmm. There's probably like a cultural answer that we're just never going to be able to find. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Oh my god. That's very interesting. I think humans have a really hard time with being wrong. Yeah. And especially when it's something small. Who me? I no think one. there's that level of like, there's no reason I should be wrong about that. It's such a small thing. Why mm-hmm. would I even think that? Yeah. Um. And we know every time that we recall a memory, we know this as people that every time we recall it, we rewrite it. So mm-hmm. every time that you tell a story again, you're getting it slightly less correct than you did the first time that you told it. If you're recalling it from memory, that's powerful. Mental so with tape. that in mind, you're rewriting it and you're putting it into your little sticky tape every time. And it's solidifying it more and more and more in your brain in that specific way. And it's probably changing a little bit more like in your favor to be correct. Yeah. And we can't really refute this because somebody, if they say like, Oh, I remember this and someone goes, okay. So someone says, I remember it being jiffy. 
peanut butter and not Jif. Mm, yep. And I say, well, mm-hmm. I remember it being Jif. They go, well, then you're from this timeline. Uh, <laughs> and that, but yeah. that is the argument for the Mandela effect yes. is because obviously not 100% of people remember it in one way. There are people who will say, well, no, I remember it the way that it is now. And they'll always say, ah, then you come from this timeline and I come from that timeline. And how do you argue with that? Yeah, you can't. You can't. It's, it's well, you know, it's, it's either, either, oh, well, we're all from different dimensions or, oh, you mean reality is very liquid and I could be entirely, be, I could be trapped in a little box of brain without a body and just creating my own little reality. That's a, a harrowing thought. No, I just want to be from a different dimension. <laughs> it's definitely, it's, it's hard. It's hard. I think that like reading through, like I said, going through and reading people's personal accounts of the Mandela effect, people are presenting them in such a way that like, if it were science, you could refute it, but it's, personal memory and that's such a like i feel like it's a personal remark to be like hey you remembered this wrong because you're saying mm-hmm. i feel like you're saying something about the person and it makes it so personal um this is sort of tangential um mm-hmm. but when i was re- doing a bunch of research um about kind of this topic something popped up about the idea that scientists were able to um i think it was like in 2014 they were able to implant memories in like the minds of mice Um, and so like, there's this thing about how, like, because memories are sticky tape, Mm -hmm. um, we can be persuaded to misremember or remember like events that have never occurred. Yeah. Uh, which is, it's interesting. It's a, it's a little scary, uh, but it's fascinating. And I think that's probably the root of a lot of Mandela effect is like, if I remember something and you remember something and that information spreads between us and then it spreads bigger and then it spreads bigger like subconsciously uh till we have you know hundreds of people who remember the same thing yep you yeah. remember when interstellar was just a fun movie and not an existential fear i now have <laughs> <laughs> Ew, sorry <laughs> oh, man. listen i will never no one will ever implant a memory in my brain i say confidently as if it probably hasn't happened <laughs> Harry wrote on his keyboard, ready to implant the mind, the brain, the thought into Lexi's mind during the stream. I also, I mean, I remember the last time that like all of us were just talking off camera, we were talking about the things that go around on TikTok that are going to like affect the way that kids remember things now. Yes. Like this is you when you were a baby, the little white ghost with the green hat that everybody was showing to toddlers and being like, do you remember this? It's you when you were a baby. And there's going to be an entire generation of people in 15 to 20 years that are all like. Man, did you have to? I don't know if it was like a school play or something that we all did. <laughs> yeah, we all a little like green cap. We're ghosts. We had to like dance around like little ghosts. Could or be something. a fun club that? to be a part of. Like so, then they're like, like gonna ghost create club. this false thing that there's no evidence of. Yeah. So Truly. what he's trying to say, if you have a six or a seven year old in your family, start feeding them all that we all love to show with a blue dog named Orangey. By the time they all get <laughs> to about 20 years Evil. from now, there is no bluey. It's all orangey. Let her rip. Done. <laughs> you have a seven on your proximity. This, the game starts now. The We're creating real now. life Candle Cove for my creepy pasta oh, fans. Oh, no. I We're love We're creating that real life Candle Cove. We'll get into that one another oh, time. Oh, for That'll sure. We have to. another episode. I'm going to hold on to that thread. <laughs> we will. I will pull it later. <laughs> Okay, is that so? These are our foundations of the Mandela effect. Would you like for us to like dive into what that has caused? Yes, <laughs> show me the effects. <laughs> now, 
you've got your basis, you've got your foundation, you know what it is, you have your examples of it. You probably already came in knowing like the differences between some of them that you do or do not believe. But one time on the internet, a generation of young people experienced what was maybe the last unprecedented time that they could handle. And they began jumping ship to other dimensions. So now look, if we're gonna open up the can of worms of multiverse theory. Now multiverse theory is something that is like real in science, obviously theory, which means it is not solidified to be true, but it is something that we were researching initially for real reasons. The idea of that every time there is a potential choice, uh, a universe splits off into another, an alternative is created where everything that could have happened is true and has happened elsewhere. Simultaneously, every outcome happens at the same time. So going off of that, we have a generation of people who are graduating into a new recession, a terrifying, unprecedented time, and have created the idea that has been created so many times that the world ended in 2020. For those who are a little bit older, you might remember when the world was supposed to end in 2012. You might remember the Y2K blip that was expected. Uh, these are all pretty repetitive theories that like come back up throughout history. There's always going to be one, but the current interpretation, at least on TikTok, is that uh, the Gregorian calendar, which we were referencing the Mayan calendar for 2012, has misinterpreted these ideas of it. Uh, and instead of it being 2012, it was actually supposed to be read as December 31st, 2019 as we flipped over into 2020 is when uh, that calendar ended and a new world began. Wow. Man, last time my calendar was wrong, it was a Monday, not a Sunday. And I had to tell my boss I wasn't coming into work. I just blamed it on the calendar. <laughs> my calendar being wrong more often. And then uh, Harry didn't make an entire TikTok personality off of it, but uh, teach the their way, own. I will say multiverse theory is the only thing that gets me through my work day, knowing that this Harry is not a, a, a loving farmer to little baby goats on a pasture in Vermont. But there is a Harry out there that is. And he gets me through it. Yeah. This one's okay. for you, goat Harry. I love goat dad Harry. <laughs> He's out there somewhere. Oblivious to me, I know. And it's for the best. Yeah. <laughs> So Serena was kind enough to send me a million TikToks on this exact topic. And we both just like dove into yes, it. Yes, it's hard. It's such a range. It ranges from people who are really intense about it and very serious about it mm -hmm. that have like collective theories that do border on dangerous even sometimes to uh, teenagers that are like, I go to sleep and I plane shift into Harry Potter. Oh, now for some reason, oh, Harry Potter that. is a very common target. So common, in fact, that the Washington Post actually wrote an entire piece about reality shifting to enter the world of Harry Potter. Wow. This should have stayed on Tumblr. I did see a Tumblr <laughs> post or something. It was either Tumblr or like something. Dorkiosa. <laughs> like I mean, look, a, a simultaneous theory is that everything that happens on TikTok has already happened on Tumblr. Yes. Everything that's happened on TikTok has happened on Twitter has happened on Tumblr first. Mm -hmm. It's a passing chain. <laughs> So uh, just to give a little bit of an overview of what like reality shifting is, um, shifting is uh, basically the expansion of there being other realities has created a belief that you can shift between them. It is commonly referred to as an elevated version of lucid dreaming, uh, but everything in it is real and is happening. Described by a random online document as follows, it is shifting is moving your consciousness to a different reality. You aren't teleporting your body to that reality when you shift. You can shift anywhere you like, for example, 
Hogwarts, an anime, or you can be a celebrity. There are no limits. Just don't shift to hurt or manipulate people. They use two very common phrases, which is CR for current reality and DR for desired reality. Um, just gonna drop a little <laughs> screw you Harry Potter in the middle here while because it's gonna For keep sure. coming up um, <laughs> and I can't help myself. Yes, <laughs> just, and just I hate that I have to keep saying the word, but the teens are really loving living in Hogwarts, oh, so more like hog uh, dorks, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that one got me. <laughs> That one really got me. <laughs> I, love, I love using dork as a pejorative because I am one. So it's like, I can always just say, huh, game, recognize game, dork. <laughs> so okay, well, really quick, we'll go around. If you could shift, in theory, we're going to enjoy this for a moment. Mm. Where are you going? What universe? What fictional existing universe? And not like a, oh, I've made up my perfect utopia. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I'm not going to be like, there's public transit and communism. Uh, I'm talking about like an existing phys- like fictional world. <sighs> Serena. Oh, okay. I think the one that I would shift into is the one that I know the most, but I think that it would be very dangerous for me and I would probably die so fast. Um, it is the Buffy universe. <gasps> Um, I know so many things about that universe mm-hmm. and maybe I could stay alive or maybe I'll be turned into a vampire as soon as I shift. Who knows? Truly. <laughs> Deeply dangerous. My favorite show personally as well, but a, a, a dangerous choice. Yeah, dangerous <laughs> Living on choice. the edge there. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel like I would go probably, this is like, it's a cartoon. So whatever. So either like Adventure Time or Owl House. I think Owl House <laughs> is the choice. I the first place my mind went to uh, was Narnia, like the world of Narnia, but mm. only if they would see me as because the, they just love imperialism there. And I just like I kind of want to step into that. Like, I just want to be a part of like they're like, right? no, it's yeah. you. You're the chosen one. And I get to just live that dream. Um, and with plane shifting, in theory, you can be anyone you want to be. So if you say I, I want to be. The imperialist queen of Narnia. Do I want to be <laughs> Prince Caspian or do I want to be with Prince Caspian? <laughs> <laughs> the knows? bisexual dilemma it's I'll always true. have. God. Harry, where are you going? Oh, boy. Um, part of me wants to go into the uh, hit Disney television show Gargoyles so I can wear a loincloth and not get uh, slapped with a public indecency Ooh. fine. Um, <laughs> but in reality, IRL, I got to think for a minute there. Um, Probably X Files. Um, it's Ooh. dangerous, but nothing would give me greater pleasure than to be a lowly paid cor- a government uh, bureaucrat who gets to smolder molder with Scully. Are you kidding me? Please. Uh, That's again, good. Knowing that it's out there and you just have to push just hard enough and you can see like a creepy sewage monster. That's me. Yeah, that's good. That's good. good I'm going Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, you got it. Oh, that's good. I'm going going, going for the elements. Yeah. Um, So. Wait, I just said the Nephi. It's not that one. It's not that Avatar. Oops. No, no, no. No, no, no. no, That Last Airbender. No, no, no. no, 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 Still haven't finished the first movie. No, we're not doing that. I was like, well, that's a weird choice, but okay. No, 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 no. So, um. Some of these theories were created because of the fact that they say that the ball dropped into uh, 2021 one minute late, according mm-hmm. to a bunch of clocks. Oh 
And they were like, this has never happened before. So they believe that uh, on December 31st, 2019, we shifted into one universe. And then uh, on January 1st or December 31st, heading into January 1st of 2021, we shifted back. So maybe we were only in an alternate universe for a year, according to some theories. And then you get the question of, and people are loving this one, uh, people who were born in what reality? So if we are in a different reality than we were then, saying that we stayed in it and you were born before 2020, uh, you are an alien now and oh. only people born after it are actual humans. Uh, fun, fun. I love oh, creating really? distance between people. Love that, love that. I don't it's like that our realities being held together by one timely ball. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's, right, it's just the ball drop. Uh, this was also something that they're using as an example, uh, which is asking Siri in 2021 mm -hmm. how many days until 2021. And it would be like, there's 300 days or something like that. And you're like, okay, I mean, you do know it's not real, right? <laughs> like, like Siri isn't infinite and all-knowing. Mm -hmm. It is a programmed, mildly even artificial intelligence. For the most part, it is canned answers. Mm -hmm. that only, uh, the only reason, the only way that Siri actually uses AI is to interpret language uh, so it can understand you. But, well, you know, it's just stuff like that. Here's Siri. Hey, Siri, subscribe to One Time on the Internet podcast, please. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you set a bunch of people's phones off. That would be great. That'd be great. <laughs> Interpret that, one of, Siri. <laughs> one of the TikToks that I saw was a woman outside of Home Depot uh, looking at the sign and saying, this yeah. is evidence um, of a plane shift or a dimension shift. There's a lot of different ways to call it. Um, saying that she was just there two days ago and the sign said Home Depot and now it said the, the Home, Home Depot. Depot. Okay, I know it's, I know that... <sighs> Uh, I live next to one. I know this thing is so true. Which one is it? It's the Home Depot. It's the Home it's, Depot. I know that because me and my friends correct. make fun. Because we call everything the. We're like, we're going to the Walmart. We're going to the Office Depot. Yes. But then we realized that, or we used to say the Kroger's, which is our like local grocery store. But then I had a friend who worked there and was like, no, it's just Kroger's. And Home Depot is the Home Depot. And like drilled it in our minds. <laughs> so like high school Lexi... Has a bone to pick. <laughs> That's very funny. Why? Why is the Home Depot and the Lowe's never taking Apple Pay? Neither one of them do. I go They're to get some doorknobs for my house, and neither of these or the stores take the Apple Pay, and it's pissing me the hell off. <laughs> <laughs> this is you know what? Hey, Incredible. screw the topic. Let's talk yeah, about this. Yeah. Let's, um, type in. <laughs> but it's very interesting because the examples that a lot of these people use are like this is evidence, mm -hmm. um, but they don't have like the before footage by any means they're yes. not like ah i filmed it two days ago and it said home depot and now it says the home depot they're just like it did mm. right mm. Yes. um and it does put you in a position where you're like did it and well, i don't know then you get the people who are so very much into the dimensional plane shifty things that they are uh, editing images um, and submitting them as a real life um there's one that i saw where it was this um deer that was um, like eating something like on the, the ground. And as you looked at it, it had two heads. Mm. And um, as it looked down and then looked back up, it had one head. And so somebody said, that's a glitch. The, the, that's a glitch in the matrix. And what is up with this deer? But like, 
we live in an age where photo manipulation is very easy and very real and um, people um, riffing off of the uh, dimensional effect of shifting are just posting really cool videos that are creepy Mm -hmm. and they're like, (laughs) this is real. And it, it, it can't possibly be that somebody spent hours photoshopping editing in premiere this video no of course not i just found 15 year old footage of the home depot by the way the home depot on youtube but but then those people would argue because we've now moved into the other dimension Mm -hmm. that of course now it's always been the home depot but it wasn't in the other reality. Yes. There's no way. The theory. <laughs> so, they just there's nothing to make them accept it. Yeah, I was gonna say because I I feel like that like that logic can just like literally justify anything being different or being wrong or like if you personally think that something like I didn't I don't know there was never a green gusher like anything like that you can just be like oh no that's we've shifted that's why. Um. And people, I I love and I fear the internet because <laughs> um, there's a lot of people out there who try to use like anecdotal things that they believe and mix it with science um, of just knowing about science things. Mm-hmm. Like um, one of the theories about shifting um, is that because of the... Um, a particle like accelerator that CERN turned on uh, again uh, that has been like that has ripped a dimensional hole and has changed our reality. Mm-hmm. So there's a ton of people. If you hashtag um, CERN, C-E-R-N on TikTok, there's like so many videos that dive deep into this theory that because we're messing with these particles, um, our reality, we've we punctured a hole through it mm. and things are leaking out, um, which is bananas to me because I'm like, that is a real thing. But there are people who, um, what's it called? Uh, sorry, my mom was calling me Aww. and I felt it on my watch. <laughs> and I was trying to be really cool about it. but yeah, You were, it was so like, like Power Rangers. I was like, oh, it's so funny. I, I found this very interesting too because yeah. I clicked a bunch of the links that you had like put in there about specifically the certain thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and a bunch of them are videos of science contraptions that are not the actual contraption over the Goosebumps theme song. Yes. <laughs> specifically <laughs> using the Goosebumps theme song to explain it to you. It's like, dun, 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 dun. And you're just like, okay. That's so yeah, funny. Yeah. Sure. I wanted got- the Goosebumps Golden Retriever as a pet when I was a kid. I love that dog yeah. with creepy yeah. eyes. <laughs> the eyes have it. Uh, it got so bad about uh, the CERN and like the particle accelerator that an actual like physicist uh, has a TikTok account. Um, her name is um, Particle Clara on TikTok. Um, where she just talks about the science behind it. Like she works in the facility that is doing the thing. And she's like, hey, this isn't true. And here's why this isn't true. And also this is how brains work. And she's, I think it's so important to have actual real scientists (laughs) talking about the thing instead of, you know, photo or videos over the goosebump song (laughs) or like old um old videos of 
like there's this young boy uh, in 2016 who uh, his name is Max uh, Lowen, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, his whole thing was he was just like a gifted kid who um, had theories about energy saving and it kind of jumped into multiverse things and, and stuff like that. But people have been cutting these videos from 2016 and posting them as new um, as new videos, like this kid, this like wonder kid, this like amazing, like intelligent being is blessing us with this knowledge about the multiverse. And they've spelled his name wrong. <laughs> like, and he's just like, uh, these videos are from 2016. And, and since this adult has found his way offline, like, cause he doesn't want to deal with it anymore. Um, and I just think that it's so fascinating how TikTok especially regurgitates old information and paints it as new information yeah. to like stoke this like conspiratorial fire, you know? True. Yeah. If you can't even spell his name correctly, that's just like one source of evidence that you're not checking your sources. No. Uh, so like, hey, here's where we'll do the thing that I promised I was yeah. going to do at some hey. point. Again, here as your local Jew. Uh, when a conspiracy theory comes up, it's very important to track the origins of it. Uh, even if it's something that sounds really reasonable and sounds incredibly harmless to you, it's important to see what that information is coming from. And one of the first questions you could ask yourself is, who benefits from me believing this? Mm-hmm. Who benefits from me taking this information at face value? Now, a lot of the time, that will lead you back to Nazis, unfortunately. Um, So most conspiracy theories uh, that exist today, even when removed, I don't think that all these teenagers on TikTok, even when they get really into it, even when they go to places that do end up being kind of dangerous, I don't think that they're aware of the origins being dangerous. I don't think that they have any ill intentions. When you look at somebody who's gotten to a place where they're saying things like, hey, the moon is fake and this is the reflection of it shining off of the dome because they've trapped us in, uh, we, there is a TikTok account in particular that I'm not going to name that's very, very big on this like dimensional shifting theory. Um, and we'll go back into like the fun versions of it in a minute. Mm-hmm. But but hers to me uh, borders on the edge of a very dangerous saying things like what, what they want us to believe mm-hmm. in quotation marks pretty frequently. Uh, things like humans are trying to ascend but can't because of low vibrational frequencies that the elites are sending out to us. Um, that doesn't usually end well. And I think that the the source of information where people are getting these is often anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. These people have received it at a certain point where it's regurgitated through someone and regurgitated mm-hmm. through someone and then a piece of information that uh, helps support a bias that they already hold. And now it's just like a fun conspiracy theory or it's just like a fun little idea where mm-hmm. they can do a little hop skip into Harry Potter, which unsurprisingly is linked to anti-Semitism actually. Um, that one, <laughs> but- Call me surprised. With, right. <laughs> with all of that in mind, question things, check the sources, mm-hmm. check with actual scientists. Uh, and remember that though, hey, I don't trust the government. Many of you do either. Uh, the government doesn't trust scientists either. So I would rather be on their side personally. Uh, these people are not out to get you or to have you believe anything. Uh, there are actually quite a few people on TikTok that are referencing something in particular, which is they keep saying the phrase, we're getting MK Ultra, And <laughs> they're accepting that at face value, okay? And then a lot of people are just like, oh yeah. And it's becoming this almost like shorthand for like getting brainwashed mm-hmm. by the government. 
Now, let's talk really quickly about CIA and MKUltra, just on a tiny little tangent, I promise. MKUltra was a CIA operation performed in 1953 through 1973. That information has now been declassified to the public, though there is always going to be retracted information in it. Essentially, MKUltra was uh, where a branch of the CIA was uh, performing uh, experiments on usually um, people that they had captured, um, and they were giving them psychedelic drugs, uh, LSD, and torturing them all on it to see if they could use it as some kind of tactic to get information out of people. Uh, it was horrible. It's disgusting. It's terrible. It was using uh, psychedelics to see if they could manipulate and um, like kind of change people's brain chemistry to be what they wanted to whether give them information, find them more malleable, anything. It was psychological torture. It was brainwashing. It did happen. It's a real thing. Now, you, on the other hand, being told that there was no green gusher is not you getting MK ultra It simply isn't. No. If someone no. gives you LSD without you knowing and then tells you there is no green gusher, then I'll let you use the term. But until that day, we're just gonna, we're just gonna scoot that term on out mm -hmm. of there because that was a real thing that happened to real people. And it was bad. And here's the thing, like I've, I've done like a, a three part series in MKUltra. The conclusion you should you should get to from MKUltra is not the government can effectively control minds. Having done the research, they can't. Mm -hmm. The conclusion Correct. you should come to is the CIA should be abolished and should not exist. Like Boom. that's Boom. it. And in case and, and to Sage's point, like with the who benefits, conspiracy theorists will also say, well, who benefits? And they'll point to the Jewish person as the who benefits. Keep in mind mm -hmm. the conspiracy theory pipeline. Oh, they just want to tell us the truth. No, they just want to sell you a vitamin or a supplement yep. Yep. by undermining mm -hmm. your, your your faith and all other institutions. They mm -hmm. benefit. Jews don't benefit making, from any of your shit. Yeah. <laughs> like the, Look, the conspiracy we're not winning in this. <laughs> the conspiracy theorist hey. wants you to trust nothing, so you will only come to them for overpriced schlock. That's yeah. it. So like once you see it through that, all of it's just bullshit. And, Every single piece of it. And I think like if you're going to be detached from an institution because you don't trust it, you should do it for the reasons that capitalism is meant to eat us all and shit us yes. out. Um, yes. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. But yeah, like hell yeah, you cool. are. Cool. It's going to eat us and shit us out. And what are we going to do? Who wins then? That's the real Good question you need you. to be asking. Trust nothing. Don't go buy vitamins and listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. Go Ooh. live in the woods if you don't trust anyone. You should bleep yeah, out his name so that's grid, really baby. funny. That would be really Go funny. off the grid. <laughs> Explicit. Explicit content. But, but what I will say is the Jews aren't benefiting from any of this. Hi, we're not involved. I, I talk on my stream all the time about where a lot of the foundation of these kind of theories come from about Jewish people. We won't get too far into it. Um, but that that's just... A, a thing to be aware of. Now, I want to, before I get to like uh, our kind of like thesis statement on what all of this kind of means and where it goes, I want to talk about a couple of the like the fun pieces. Yeah. There's like the silliness of it all, of like plane jumping and reality shifting. Now, there are so many videos on TikTok of people explaining how to dimension shift. There are tutorials mm -hmm. as if they are showing you how to do a cut crease, a graphic eyeliner. Yes. Um, it is so interesting. And I think that like a lot of people have talked about like the girl bossification of um, true crime. Mm. Uh, people who are like, I'm doing my makeup while also talking about a horrific thing that happened. Yeah. And that's also happening in things that are like this. It's very interesting. 
Serena had a great example of this. So there, there is a creator that I found, we'll not name them. Um, Mm -hmm. Their whole vibe is talking about the different instances of the Mandela effect, um, the different instances of time travel and how um, we can time travel. But also she has a playlist where she gives hair tutorials and um, makeup tips and... um, I think that, Sage, you found a video where she believed that JFK was the reincarnation of Abraham Lincoln. Um, super cool. Um, <laughs> but it, it is it is just like this mixture of like, let me tell you about time travel while I'm holding my like Starbucks tumbler. I'm in my car with my seatbelt on. I have my camera pointed at me and like, let's go, let's do this. Cause I am obviously an expert. <laughs> it's giving Trisha Paytas yeah. telling yes. you how time works. Yeah. And I don't understand it. I even came across some shift with me routines. Oh yeah. Saw those too. <laughs> and that was really wild. And again, like I don't want to clown these people because yeah, again, yeah. I, I promise this will come around in, in, in the statement that I have for you the end but Mm -hmm. it was people being like the first thing that I do is wash my face and do my skincare routine then I light this kind of candle and make sure to blow out this candle and what they're describing that they're doing and this is something that we do know people can like um work towards is like controlling like lucid dreaming there are things that you can do Mm -hmm. to work towards like more frequent lucid dreaming and it doesn't work for everybody but there are some people that have had success in Mm -hmm. being like ah yeah I'm a little more conscious in my dreams so what they're describing is really vivid, lucid dreaming. They're very cautious to say, but what happens here is real. You can't do something like there are no consequences because somewhere that reality is actually happening and you are actually affecting these people. So there's also a lot of people laying out like rules for it about when you go places. Uh, and there are different methods to get there. I find I, I listened to two of them. Go ahead. No, I just I just find that so fascinating yeah. because in this idea, this like um, imaginative like dreamscape where you could do anything, be anything. Um, I really I think that it's actually kind of positive for humanity that people are like, actually, there are rules here, though, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. still like don't be too shitty to your imagination or to whatever it is like. And I, I think that that's something that's like very um like human and kind, mm-hmm. even though it's um, debatable whether or not it's true. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because here's the thing. Uh, the, the, the statement of that that is correct is your brain is experiencing a thing. Yes. Um, don't play out horrible, disgusting, harmful fantasies mm-hmm. um, because it's not good for you. Even if there is no alternate universe where that person that you're existing with is real, a lot of people talk about like age things and consent and stuff like that in it, uh, which like, hey, always a good idea to err on the safe side of not being a garbage person even in your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are two methods that I listed here that were the most common that I came across. One was the Julia method and one was the Valentina method. But in short, they're, they're, they're comparable. They have a lot of overlapping. Um, a lot of people are doing things where they write scripts for their uh, desired reality, their DR. Um, so they will write out essentially a fan fiction Um, and then they will like look through it and they say to look through it with emotion. You have to feel the things that are happening there. And then you lay down to go to sleep and you are supposed to be able to dimension shift into your desired reality. Mm. And like, Hey, bro, write your fan. That sounds about right. That sounds great. Again, this is just Tumblr with extra steps, man. (laughs) It really is. 
Uh, there are notes that people are writing to themselves within the Valentina method. Uh, there is just like a bunch of different things through it, but they're like, go through your script. It can contain a lot of detail or a little. Um, a lot of these revolve around meditation. Uh, a lot of them uh, use like affirmations of like, I am this, mm -hmm. I look like this, I experience this thing. There's counting down to get into it, identity affirmations. And then there's a lot of videos of people being like, here's all the things that are blocking you from shooting. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> calling you out. Because I was just going to say, I feel like that kind of implies, like, I wonder if it's like, like with fan fiction, you can be anyone and write a fanfic and it does not have to be good uh, for people to consume it. So I wonder if it's like, your dream will be better if you're a better writer. Cause like <laughs> I would be a person on TikTok being like, if you don't, if your transitions don't look like this, if you don't use this, that's what's blocking you from, you know, and just and then you start training an entire generation into becoming just, screenwriters, just writing really good fan fiction. Why do I keep ending phenomenal. up in a? Why do I keep ending up in a bad, bad erotica fucking trope yeah. fiction again? If you why is the entire cast of Vampire Diaries yes. in my if reality? You start again? using capital letters. This is how you use. Uh, I, I, like all of these apostrophes, whatever else, and it's like that's what's <laughs> stopping yeah. you. And if you want your dreams to look like that episode of SpongeBob with the pencil and drawing, then you can keep writing the way you want. But follow me for writing tips. Like that's that would be. I feel like that's kind of how that. Like this is what's blocking you. I support you, this. Like, yes, I, I love this. Can't wait to see your TikToks. <laughs> My first TikTok. Grammatically so. <laughs> correct reality. <laughs> Um, there is something so fascinating here, like on just like a psychology level, right? Like essentially what shifting, like these shifting tutorials are teaching people to do is journal, right? Yeah. And to actually be like self-reflecting and think about, um, you know, the, the, your, your own reality. Um, and I don't know if I, I could say this probably it's fine. Um, so I'm Buddhist. Um, which means though, like I was raised Buddhist, which I don't have like a, a strong connection or understanding of Christianity. Um, but I have a respect for like, you know, just how religions work. And uh, a lot of them rely on prayer and like these like manifestation things. Yeah. And it's hard for me to say whether or not people who believe that they're shifting, like how I'm not sure how that can be different than somebody who's experiencing religion because mm. their internal experience might be similar. Um, and people like, you know, meditation does uh, change your brain. Like it actually like increases um, the connectivity between like your neurons and makes you think better um, and reduces anxiety, shrinks your amygdala, like actually physically changes your brain. So there are things that like, I think we don't quite understand. So I'm trying my best to not like clown on them too hard. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is something to think about because humans and brains are so fascinating, you know? Yeah. I, I yeah. was also going to say something along those lines because something that I really like to look into is, like, language. Um, and language has a way of being so symbolic to us that it actually makes it makes us react like physically and so like what you're describing literally is like this ritual time like truly like yeah. we're setting aside time to be in a different space and so it's funny because like for 
people who practice uh, Christianity, that can be prayer or whatever. But it's like legitimately saying, I'm setting up a time where this time is like no other and I will be in a different place. And so it's like, truly, I agree. I I can't clown on them because I'm like, people do it all the time for like exercise classes where they like dress up for a biking class and they get in there and then their biking instructor tells them all of this stuff that they're entering a time where this is the time for us to be who we are. You're going to bike yourself, you know, whatever. Hey, uh, we all play Dungeons and Dragons (laughs) as part of our job. (laughs) Um, We're all sitting here where somebody's like, you walk into a tavern, the walls are on fire and the orc in front of you shakes your hand and says it's time to go. It's a ritual. It's a ritual time we're setting up for ourselves to truly like tap into some other and mm-hmm. like if someone sat down and they have but if someone sat down and put heart rate monitors on people that are mm-hmm. acting like during D when their character dies or like yeah. when there's an intense situation you can literally see people like jumping up out of their seats and stuff because we have set aside this time but if you're sitting at a desk doing nothing like you're just not experiencing that so it's like creating a separate space for you to be super mm-hmm. mindful of yourself and yeah. whatever reality you choose to tap into. I think it's super, super interesting. There, uh, Laura, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, uh, I was <laughs> going to say, um, there were um, studies about how our brains can't really discern real, like reality mm-hmm. versus um, an imagined reality, which can can be dangerous and does lead us into people who are making some like video content, um, which is really scary um, about this because they, I think they truly believe what they're talking about. But like, um, you know, like even when you're an actor, there's people on set who try who work to kind of like bring you down from an emotional moment because your brain truly believes it's in danger, truly is having this experience, whether or not it exists in our reality. Yeah, and as someone who is a a former child actor uh, can confirm, uh, and it's why I'm avidly against it. Because, like, when you're doing something where you're told you're in danger, your fight or flight is activated like you're in danger. Mm -hmm. Um, Laura Rosser Kreiselmeyer, who's referenced in the Washington Post article, uh, who is a holistic psychotherapist— you know, uh, said it seems like maybe a form of self-hypnosis. Altered mm. states of consciousness have been around as far back as we know. Mystical experiences and others taking some sort of substance or drug to change their consciousness. There's also a bunch of these people who are like, hey, I'm doing ayahuasca experiences yeah. and stuff yeah. like that that are like all connected to wanting to find something. Now, here's where it comes to what I believe like my personal thesis on this is, is wanting to find something. How much of this is correlated to raising a generation into economic collapse, yes. into terrifying political divide, into a planet that is dying, that a lot of people are saying, hey, might not be around for you as long as you need it. Having young people that are so desperate to get off of the runaway train of capitalism that they convince themselves that they can simply manifest their way out of it. Because what else are they going to do? And I mean, that is like a real question. Genuinely, what else? Mm-hmm. And what else is as likely, right? There's almost nothing mm-hmm. that, that people can do in this generation because of the choices of generations before them. Reality shifting is as likely to them as 
working hard and earning a billion dollars. It can't be done. And yet there is an entire generation of wealthy people trying to gaslight you into believing that if you just strap your boots and you work real hard and you put your head down and you say yes to your corporate daddy, you too could be an Elon Musk. It is only marginally less likely that they could jump between shifts of existence and planes and dimensions that they'll have a functional retirement account when it's time for them to stop working. These things are so confusingly close that why wouldn't this entire generation of people grip onto the idea of control? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man, I don't blame them for it. Yeah. Yeah. You Even if it's something that I don't believe in. Yeah, you no. truly can't. Like, I, I don't know. I think... Literally, I think the hardest part is when we want to detach people from, like, we want to detach people from those things so we can find help making this a better reality. But at the end of the day, I cannot fault individuals for being like, hey, this is what makes me feel better at the end of a long day of suffering through capitalism. Yes. I'm like, yeah, for sure. Go do that. I'm going to go buy my all green gushers bag and <laughs> you know we're defending ourselves from capitalism in our own separate ways but yeah mm-hmm. it truly it feels it i think if you are okay faulting people for that then i think you should take a good look at like your own like how you deal with it mm-hmm. and if you are giving people the grace to just like exist in a society that hates them <laughs> and like not everyone has yeah. to fight yeah. you know and we can we can do it we're doing it right now and <laughs> they, they right. don't have to do it just yet like we can do it and you like know? being prepared to protect people yeah. from these things and mm-hmm. particularly particularly protect youth from these things yeah. um and trying to create a world that is doesn't feel like a, a runaway train all of the time maybe um but also you know keeping in mind that hey once again, as much as we can't fault how far they have come on this like theory and idea, making sure that it doesn't get to the point where it does yes. become dangerous. And there are people that are on the internet that are capitalizing on um, the need for uh, control, the need for fantasy, the need for escapism, mm-hmm. um, and making sure that we really, really put down those lines and like listen to people and hear them out and be like, hey, if you're writing a fan fiction and at night you're like lucid dreaming your way into this, like I'm not going to de- deny your reality of that 100%. Let's make sure that this doesn't get to the point where um, this becomes a a theory that people can weave into now your subconscious and become dangerous. Like the moon is not reflecting off of a glass dome though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The moon is real. The moon is real and it's there. Uh, and maybe maybe at night you are in a different dimension. And maybe every time a choice needs to be made, every time a coin is flipped, it splits off into another reality. And somewhere that was real. And somewhere that happened. And everything happened at the same time simultaneously. The but it doesn't real. mean... You don't get to go to yeah. school for, for, for a thousand years and play with little wooden sticks. Sorry, pal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. The moon is real, uh, but please don't hate the Jews about yeah. it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Title of the episode. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think that the Mandela effect is very interesting, and I'm surprised by how long it has stuck out in pop culture. Mm-hmm. Truly. Yeah. yeah, I think it's, it's yeah, it's things that it. we can't explain, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it, it keeps it's very cyclical, keeps coming back, and it's because we we don't know why, yeah. and that's kind of cool, kind of scary, but kind of neat. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, hey, that's uh that's our that's our episode on whether it's the Mandela effect or uh, splitting of realities. Yeah. I don't know. 
Who knows what this episode is about? And the little episode thing on the Patreon version, I just put, did we jump dimensions? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Home Depot decided to accept the Stop. other forms of payment that exist. That's what this episode's about. You know? It's about them not inconveniencing Justice the day I Apple have <laughs> If you have opinions about any of these, if you have some that you are absolutely certain were different, that you at some point shifted between realities, you can let us know. If you're watching on the Patreon, you can leave it in a comment, obviously. But hey, if you're listening, in podcast form. First of all, thank you. We love you. Very cool of you. And also you can tweet at us at the Pixel Circus. Uh, I want to hear all of your your thoughts, your theories, your experiences. I'm very curious. There's definitely some that I look at and I'm like, mm, nah, I remember that. <laughs> oh yeah. That doesn't seem right to me. <laughs> and there's somewhere I'm like, no, you're all absolutely yes. foolish. It was always this way. How dare you? I'm correct. <laughs> That's natural and very character. human, you know, yeah. very human. <laughs> Either way, I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> it either was or it was not. Uh, and that's entirely dependent on the way I read <laughs> My wife is out of the chat. Let's go. Sage is law. Sage is law. Always, they're always right. I also want to point out that at some point we're going to have to come back to this because when Serena and I were doing our research, we came back up. Um, we came across a bunch of other kinds of internet effects. So, yes. I would love many, many effects. We'll probably do a whole other episode on the other yeah. kind of internet effects. I don't know. There's the Streisand effect. There's the CSI effect. They were all very, very fascinating. Oh, so uh, stick around. We'll get into that sometime. Uh, let's go around one more time and say who you are and where else you are when you're not here. Hi, everybody. I'm Serena Marie. You can find me on Twitter at Serena X Marie or on Instagram where I make uh, adorable illustrations at Serena is a bee spelled like bumblebee. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm Lexi, otherwise known as Black Girl Mage. Uh, and Sage is right. You know, that's Sage is right. That's, sage is law. That's the new slogan for the year, I think. Um, and yeah, you can find me on Twitter where I am talking about everything all at once. Yeah, I'm not going to say the movie title because that belongs to the movie. But yes, <laughs> it belongs to them. That's a sacred thing. Um, and Sage, we trust, brethren, and Sage, we trust. Um, mm-hmm. Sage is right. Um, mm-hmm. My name is Harry. Um, if I, if you're not going to find me at the Home Depot with a bunch of wall-hanging stuff screaming at the register, uh, you find me on Twitch Monday through Thursdays. 8 p.m. Eastern, talking about grim history, the paranormal, and true crime. You also find me on Twitter and on Instagram and on YouTube and on TikTok because I'm making more content till my eyes bleed. That's my reality that I'm living in. That's the dimension I'm shifting into, overwork <laughs> and exhaustion. Um, so thank you for joining That's us. my CR. <laughs> That's my current reality. My uh, I'm Sage Ryan. I go by Not Sage everywhere on the internet. While researching for this episode, uh, I also came across the shorthand Bayfy that uh, the teens on TikTok are using, which is a combination of Bay and Wifey, Ooh. which is also very funny because Bay in itself and Wifey were already an adjusted term. Uh, I love language. And that's just a thing they're using now. They're saying my Bayfy, <laughs> and I had to look reality. it up. I'm out of here. Uh, and I just wanted you all to know it. If I have to know it, so do you. Mm. Uh, but you can find me on the Pixel Circus channel all of the time. We have Patreon, we have Twitter, we have Discord. The Discord's free to join. It's a very good time. We have a bunch of other very good content and I hope that you'll check it out. And that's it. And we'll catch you next time. This is a monthly podcast. People were very confused. They were just like, it's the next week. We're a new episode. Ooh. We're only doing this once yeah. a month. Uh, Besties. Uh, throw money at us on Patreon and we'll do it more often. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, with me is like hurting cats, okay? Sage is doing the best she can to wrangle this nerd. Everyone's excellent and perfect. And we love you. Thank you for listening. Goodbye, friends. Awesome the pasta. Take Bye. care. Brush your hair. <laughs> Jeez.